Hypothesis. When two friends find they have a shared passion for fiction books and romance novels, they believe starting a podcast to share that love with others is a fantastic idea. If you couldn't already tell, we're here to talk about The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Enjoy, Shelfies. Hi, y'all. I'm Annalisa. And I'm Steph. And we're two friends that were brought together by our love of books. Well, okay, we share a mutual love for a lot of things, but mostly books. Specifically, fiction books. You know, the ones that take you out of your head and into that magical place. The ones you can't put down and you read until the sun comes up. And don't forget the spicy ones. This is Lack of Shelf Control. Let's freaking go. (laughs) Every time. I love it. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Quick reminder. This episode will contain spoilers, so proceed at your own risk. Now let's freaking go. I feel like we always start with the sigh. It's so funny. Yeah. Just a, just a nice deep breath. Oh, I know. No, right? it's funny. Actually, it's, um, well, maybe do you want to say the annotation thing again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't totally. For the, um, for the peeps. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying that uh, I've never annotated a book. Love. This is the first one. Um, this is the first book, Love Hypothesis, that I've ever annotated. And I didn't put like a whole lot of stuff, but I definitely underlined a bunch of quotes and things like that and like wrote notes in the corners. Um but it was a fun exercise, but I will say, like, it takes away from, like, the reading experience. Maybe for me. I don't know. It's it was definitely weird. a second read yeah. type thing. Yes, absolutely. Sure. And and I know you and I were talking the other day, and you said that you caught so many more things the second go-around. So did I. I oh was like, holy crap. Like, what a book. <laughs> it's uh, honestly, like, I just want to say, first off... I I have two things to say. One is that, yes, I absolutely caught so much more the second time around. Like the first time I, so I listened to this book, uh, The Love Hypothesis. And the first time around, it was like, oh, this is just like such a cute story. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's bubbly. It's cute, whatever. Um, and then the second time I really like, I feel like I really got into the characters more. And I was, I don't know, maybe I was just more present during it. So it was just so good. I was very emotional. And then the second thing I want to say is I've never annotated a book, but whenever I listen to books like Audible on Audible, let's uh-huh. say, I do because they have that really nifty notes feature. And oh. so I always highlight clips and like write little things. So I don't know. That's really weird. I don't I don't know why. It, maybe it's just like easier. <laughs> yeah. So fu- yeah, I'll like I'll do it in my Kindle because you can like highlight really easily mm, and like Kindle too. Yeah. Yeah, and Kindle will tell you like how many thousands of times that thing has been underlined, and it's like, oh, this is an important yes. quote. And what's cool is that it actually exports those those quotes to uh, Goodreads, and you can download them and export them. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Fun fact. I know that's how I uh, that's how I exported all my quotes for for. Uh, our Akatar conversation. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. I love, I do annotate in Kindle. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, love it. Well, as we said previously, we are talking about the love hypothesis. And I guess I figure we could probably start with a little bit of like an introduction of like who's who before we like jump into the actual like spoilery part of the book. Um, yeah. Um, so our main female character is Olive Smith. She's a what? She's a grad student at Stanford. Um, she um, 
she's there to study biology, science, really, um, a specific, yeah, is biology. Um, caught my brain. I was like, you literally just read this. You should know it's biology. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it all starts off, um, with her meeting this, like, mysterious, like, brooding cutie in a bathroom where she thinks he's cute. Um, she can't see him because she had to, like, rip out these expired contacts. Um, but it changed everything for her, um, before she got into Stanford. Um, and then the main male character is Dr. Adam Carlson. Uh, who we love. We who we love, love you know. Tall, uh. hot, dark, smart, Jewish, you know, a runner, has dimples, you know. Sign me up. Sign right. me up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a type. What can I say? Not to mention, like, at, throughout the book, he is, like, nasty, but also consensual Ooh, and yeah. beautiful and smart, but also a smart ass. Like, he's just all the things, you uh, know? He really is. He's, like, he truly is that male character written by a woman, but it's, like... I don't know. There's something about Adam that is just so good. <laughs> you know, yes. he's like, he's truly believable. Like, he's really, it really is that like grumpy sunshine sort of um, enemies to lovers book. Um, but he's, he's got, I was going to say, he's got body. Well, that's definitely not the oh, word yeah. I was But he definitely, he definitely has that does. Also. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he does. He, <laughs> um, and then our supporting characters are on, um, who's Olive's best friend, Jeremy, who's on's boyfriend, who, dated Olive briefly, um, and Malcolm, her, um, Olive's best friend, other best friend and roommate. And so these people kind of weave in and out of Olive's life. Um, but, uh, it is the funniest start to a book, you know, I, I think, um, that I had ever read previously. Um, because, Basically, it's one of those classic stories where best friend wants to make sure her, her best friend is, you know, okay, um, with dating the guy that she had been seeing. Um, so like Olive really wanted on to feel comfortable dating Jeremy. Um, so she makes the craziest move and kisses a random guy in the dark of the biology building after she saw on like walk past her. Um, it was like what midnight or something like that um, on a random day. Yeah. Um, and of course, once she stopped, once she realizes who it was, she's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, fuck, it's this guy. It's literally the worst person that I could have ever like kissed in the department and it's adam and their exchange is so funny because there's that like one point where he he says like you know maybe i'll just lodge a title nine complaint and that becomes a like a a joke between the two of them throughout the the book and i every time i saw that i just laughed i just was like Oh, this is funny. Like this is. They're I'm just glad they so joke sarcastic and so like they're both smart Alex and like very sarcastic and it's just so cute that they have these similar but opposite like similar but opposing personalities. Like he's obviously very broody and and moody and she's more like bubbly and just adorable. Like I think I think you know one thing that. Um, Hazelwood did really well is yes she did really well writing Adam (laughs) Carlson but she did really well writing Olive like you fall in love with Olive's character too so much you really do she's just so cute and bubbly and and funny (laughs) yeah and like there's so many parts of her that like we'll talk about in a little bit that are so real like as as a I wasn't say as a human being but like as a character that that really make her real um and i think that you know i've I've said this before that sometimes gets lost in writing um like a lot of female characters don't feel relatable or real but even even though she's like 
you know, super smart, Stanford, you know, PhD candidate. She still feels relatable in a lot of different ways. Um, Absolutely. Even, even if, like, normal, you know, girl reading this or woman reading this or actually any person reading this may not actually be in the same shoes. Um, and that's what I think I love about Allie Hazelwood's books is that she she has so much fun writing these women in STEM and all these funny situations. And it's... Um, Have you read other uh hazelwood books hell yeah so i read love on the brain which (laughs) okay i'm reading that now currently yeah you think you think that adam carlson has got a little dirty streak no 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 oh okay spicy yeah levi ward is miles miles away (laughs) okay okay and then there's um there's the loathe to love you series which is like three little novellas um and those are, ugh, I can't remember what they are, but um, I've read one of them. I need to read the other two, but it's about three friends who happen to be in different situations. I've only read the first one where um, a girl gets like a, she's, she's got a PhD and she gets a, uh, she's given a house in like the DC area after um, her mentor dies and... Um, she turns up at the house thinking the house is just hers and the grandson of her mentor actually lives there as well. And it's this like fight over a six month period trying uh, to like, oh. yeah, it's very cute. It, and it ends in the spiciest way. You're just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Go out on a bang, literally. Um, so, yeah. And then the other two I can't remember because I haven't read them. But she's actually okay. going to be here in Austin in January on January 4th which I'm so excited and she's talking about the Loathe to Love You series so oh um, really okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I picked up the Love on the Brain that was it right yeah, yeah. Love on the Brain at Larkin Owl which is in Georgetown it's like yeah. the freaking cutest bookstore ever but it was funny because I read all my books on Kindle because yeah. I'm doing a lot of breastfeeding right now <laughs> and um when I saw the book, I opened it and it was signed by her. It was like <gasps> autographed. And so I was like, okay, I have to buy it now. And it's the only book that I've ever bought that's autographed. <laughs> oh my God. I like, I just opened my copy of Love Hypothesis. I'm like, no, it's not. I know. So I was like, that's so cool. Okay. I'm going to get this physical yeah. copy. So that's what I'm reading now. But nice. Um, yeah. And I love, I, I really love this love hypothesis so like kind of back to it I was just I was just curious if you had read her she was my you know that was like my first book of hers love hypothesis and it definitely made me want to read more about her so because and also she has this like way of talking about very like real like quick very real moments in time for instance like when she talks about um Hold yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man, oh right? Like God. that's yeah. It's like honestly, give me a shirt with that. You know, I know. literally give me that. Anything, like anything, with any merch on. Amazing, that. like, it's so like true. I, yes, I love that. And she's like obviously for BIPOC women specifically, but then also just women in general, like yeah. it, through STEM. Yeah, and so I think she has like these little moments that are not like. Um, it doesn't the, the story isn't like about that you know what I mean but it's just like these little quips and like these little moments that you're like oh yeah but we are living in this reality you know so yeah for sure um I do love that about her too it's yeah she's <laughs> they're just real characters like there's actually a part two um that uh that I wanted to mention about about uh Olive is that like she has these conversations with herself in her head and <laughs> and it cracks me up because I'm like god that's me like I'm such that person too I just like sit there and have conversations with myself in my brain and 
<laughs> and then I just I just laugh at them, you know, just randomly. And then somebody will ask me, what's, you know, what are you laughing at? It's like, oh, nothing. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely oh, nothing. Just, talking to myself, just, you know, <laughs> literally having a full conversation in my brain that you don't need to know about. <laughs> I do. I, I do love that. And I think I I think it's really funny that you say that because I think part of the reason I wasn't just super I didn't think I got that the first time around. I think that I was maybe just not as present when I was listening to it. And yeah. so I didn't hear all the different conversations she was having or I had like was doing something and then misinterpreted them as like an actual conversation. So it wasn't yeah. as funny, you yeah. know, yeah. but that second time around, yes, like the conversations that she has or like her, oh my gosh, one of the, one of my favorite, favorite parts of the book is when she's, when they're finally like about to have sex and yeah. he's, he's saying like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want you to, you're in like a weird place. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then she goes through this like string of <laughs> science. Like, she's yes, like, she's like, no, like yeah. <laughs> What did she I can't even say? do it. Oh my god, hold on. I oh, actually I, know. I, I wish I, I had it. No, 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 it. I do, I do, I do, I do. I marked it because it was She's so, so yeah, good. like he like he went off like my one of my favorite lines I even highlighted. He's like, my favorite color must be green after all, because her underwear was green. Yes. And I was like, yes. Oh, here yes. it is. Here it is. Uh oh, it was about her basically being a virgin and she was like, I'm not though. Yes. I'm not That's right. That's yeah, right. It's, just, bi- yeah, it's, it's binary. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's not a continuous variable. It's categorical, binary, nominal dichotomous and then she just yes. came in and I was like wow that's literally that's literally a conversation I feel like I had recently <laughs> that, is, that is literally the best that's the best part I think is like and then he obviously like and like how could you not just like that's just so adorable endearing you know, so, it's so endearing. endearing yes and so you kind of feel it from even though it's completely like POV from Olive oh yeah it's like you could see him I mean I could almost imagine him just like smirking at her like you're just so freaking cute I can't you know so I love that part so so true so backing up so after Olive kisses Adam they he comes up with this like she she goes to apologize to him she'd never been to his office you know and she goes to apologize to him and she's like hey look like this is the situation my best friend is like I'm trying to get my best friend basically off my back so that she can feel comfortable dating my the guy that I used to see and um and then he basically puts on the table like hey well you know why don't we fake date and she's like really taken aback by that because she's like what like you and me like what are you serious and I think it's really telling of his personality because it gives you some input like insight excuse me into his (laughs) into his psyche early on of like how much he like kind of really likes her, but it's yeah. just like he's like, look, it's gonna help you out in the long run, you know, more in more ways than you probably think. But you know, I have my motives, and she's like, what are your motives? And he was like, I have my reasons, and he doesn't really say what they are, and yeah. um, and I just it cracks me up that that was like within like chat like the first two or three chapters he's like yeah let's fake a date and she's like oh yeah can i think about it like what you know dr carlson is down like it's she doesn't even realize it in the the moment no she's she just thinks and everybody hates this guy like he is the moodiest unfriendliest asshole in the department like literally he everybody like everybody says that he fails them but later on we learned that he's like i don't fail people like i just don't want to like have mediocre scientists you know putting out mediocre science like i want people to be the best scientists that they can be and which i think is really admirable to be honest like i've i mean having been 
in science, like been in STEM in my first year of college, like I can see that. And like, I would have been a mediocre scientist and I'm really glad that I didn't continue doing what I did. Um, but like you see his passion, like his passion and what he does. And he just really doesn't want shitty work out there, you know, but yeah. he just goes about it in an unapproachable. What is it? What does but he say? Unapproachable. Unapproachable and, and um, uh, antagonistic or something antagonistic, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's so funny though that they, you know, because I think that even the second time around, like, okay, the first time around, I didn't even really get that he was that, that. Me either, right? But the second time around, okay, a little bit more, I guess. But honestly, if everyone hadn't been saying it, because it's really the point of view from Olive, because he's so generous and, like, obviously likes her. Like, how she doesn't see it, that's another thing we want to talk about a little later. But, like... He's just so nice. Like, he's so friendly to her. And, like, yes, he's sarcastic. But, I mean, we all love kind of a sarcastic asshole in our life. You know, so so it's, it's like, he's he's a sarcastic asshole that's completely not an asshole. And so I actually don't get that feeling that he's, like, moody and unfriendly <laughs> except for the fact that like people are saying it in the book you right. know <laughs> yeah like people people just feel like that's that's what he he definitely like. triggers people he definitely shows people their weaknesses and obviously people don't want to be shown their weaknesses so that makes a lot of sense you know because of right. the whole he doesn't want to just have mediocre scientists in the world and that's his job right but i think it's more he's like very triggering than anything it's like i don't even think he's necessarily like moody he's just triggering but we know he is exactly we know we know know. the other thing and i just literally i had a thought and i just lost it god damn it (laughs) yeah i can't remember what i was gonna say ah fuck ah it'll come back to me eventually okay it comes back to you yeah yeah yeah. whatever so so i do want to say like as we progress because in chapter three that was um i think when she first i i believe that was when she first was like uh, they were talking about dating and getting to know each other. And she kept saying, like, throughout the whole book, she does say the way he says my name, it's kind of, um, there's something about the way he says her name, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the one thing that I'm going to just, like, be so annoying about is, like, how did she not know his voice? <laughs> Thank you. I, like, I'm so observant about those things. Like, I'm also, like, natch, like, super suspicious. So I, like, seriously, how did you not know that he was the brooding stranger that you couldn't see? Like, also, also, like, she all, like, she, granted, she fully admits she never asked him his, like, his name. But also, like, that's, like, the first thing that I do. I'd have been like, hey, what's your name? name? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I just, I just feel like that's the, that's the only like ringer of the book is that she couldn't see him. So her memory is his voice. And she says that she thinks about this interaction a lot because obviously it did change the the trajectory of her life because Mm -hmm. she, he pretty much, right. He, he pretty much says like, you're, you have the best reason to go into academia versus industry. And so she that's that's why she goes into her phd program Mm -hmm. and because of this because it's like such a big deal and because it's such it's such a huge thing that she thinks about over and over again i'm like girl how how you don't know his voice seriously like you gotta be real dense to not realize that it's like (laughs) hello yeah i don't that that part was always a little bit like hmm 
That was like the. I feel like that's the true. I don't know if I can really say this, but like the true, um, like romantic trope. Like <laughs> that was just like oh, because we had to have that in there. You know, like we needed a little surprise. So. Oh, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god, Juno's just like going off over there. Oh, Juno's. <laughs> <laughs> Juno's trying to get on the podcast right now. <laughs> She's our biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay, so let's see. So they Oh wait, I have another thing oh, to yeah. say. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Is Go ahead. Adam saying he won't date anyone else when they come up with the yes. rules. So then she says yes, okay, we could fake date and let she comes up with these rules, right? And then <sighs> she's like, But you can date whoever you want. <laughs> And I won't. And then he's like, no, I won't. And I literally put like the crying, not not the crying emoji, but like the tears in the eyes emoji. Yes. Oh my God. It was, and like, it was so funny when she felt so awkward when she was like, also no sex. And he was like, what? (laughs) And you, you know that that deflated him so fast. He was probably like, fuck. Right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, I get it. Like, you know. I understand where she was coming from in that moment, but also, like, live a little. Come on, Olive. I know. I'm like, why did you even put this rule out there, you know? like. Uh, And it's it's such – it's so funny. That's such a common trope in, like, um, in fake dating. Like, no sex, you know? Right. Actually, this is actually a really good point, too, um, that – like Olive is such a lover of rom-coms like you find this out like slowly throughout the book that she just like lives for rom-coms and I'm like damn okay like Olive lives her life like (laughs) I live my life sometimes (laughs) like you know like soundtrack in your head meet cute hopefully and they actually I mean if you think about it they did have a meet cute it was just she didn't know who he was honestly she had two meet cutes with him like super cute with him so yeah I love yeah I I just think that's I'm pretty new to the romance genre so but it's it's really cute I mean it is really it is really cute it is cute so <laughs> so they start off and it's so it's so prescriptive like they start off with their d- whole dating thing like on a weekly basis it's like every mm-hmm. wednesday at 10 a.m and they meet for coffee and he's so like they're so awkward with each other but he's they're so playful i think that's what yes. like what i really loved about their relationship especially in the beginning like they're, they're they really but it starts from a friendship really absolutely and and she recognizes that she's like i really like him as a friend like he's really not that mean and i'm like no duh lady of course he's not that mean everybody just thinks he's mean because because of how he is like professionally so so I thought that was, I always loved that, you know, he'd always buy her, you know, coffee. This, he, oh my God. He is like, <laughs> she calls him at some point her like knight in black armor. And I was like, God, he really is. Like he yeah. is that like, I just wear black all the time because black's my favorite color sort of thing. And it's like, black's like, that's not a color. Um, and oh my God. It also, which they talk about, oh which my I God, love. I know. It's like black is not a color. And she's like, fine, white's my favorite color. He's like, that's and literally see, all the colors. <laughs> because it just goes back to like they're opposing you know what I mean they're like the same but they're different they're so different but they're the same they so really it's just... are same same but and not one of the things I did note was on their first coffee date mm-hmm. she was like kind of in a bad mood and she didn't want to meet with him she was like dreading it right which I guess because of her yeah. bad mood but then also because she was worried about 
his mood. Um, but I was like thinking about it. I was like, we know that's a lie though. Yeah. We know already. I felt like she probably did want to meet with him, but she's more anxious than anything else. Yeah. I mean, like, cause if you think about it, it's like, it's a date. Like it's your first date with your fake boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and this is like, this is just like a random hypothetical question. Um, you know, I wonder what like his what he felt on that first date. I know that there's, so she actually, so Allie Hazelwood wrote a bonus chapter, I believe from Adam's perspective. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. It's in a version of one of the published books. I didn't buy that version because it hadn't come out yet and I didn't know and I'm mad. (laughs) I need that version. I know. Because I was was literally, I think the last notation I say is like, I would love to see a novella from Adam's point of view. (laughs) Like, even if it was just tiny, you know? Right? But yes, exactly. Like, everything. I would love to know, like, his point of view for even stepping up and asking about the fake dating because I have this theory that definitely that that whole scheme was just because he liked her obviously exactly. right and and like so, and like later on so like there's also another character we haven't touched on Holden Rodrigues uh, Dr. Holden Rodrigues excuse me who's in the pharmacology department um who we eventually learn is Adam's best friend of forever like they grew up together like long 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 time um but he he Basically, it says that, like, he's had the hots for a girl for a very long time. And Mm -hmm. we obviously know, we as readers know, that's Olive. But Olive doesn't get the fucking hint because it's Olive. (laughs) I I, Honestly, no, honestly, both of them. I have a notation that says... (laughs) <laughs> oh god so, i just imagine how dumb are say. you <laughs> it, says, it literally says realizing they are both clueless about their attraction yes. how do they ever get together like how do they ever get together oh my god <laughs> because they're so clueless about it but um i mean one thing that we have to give thanks to is on her best friend oh is for constantly sure pushing them into like these situations oh my god um, yes <laughs> And that's honestly, if you think about it, that's literally the only reason I feel that they really get together. But, you know, outside of their coffee dates, of course, that's really the glue. But it's like pushing them to actually touch and like come into contact with one another and like actually be conscious of their attraction they would never get together otherwise. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. And but on is does it in such a like wholesome like way yeah. because so so readers like if in case you don't remember or you don't know, so um on has no idea about this fake dating trope, but but Malcolm, um, Olive breaks down and tells Malcolm, like, hey, look, it's not real. Because he's like, he gets so pissed off with with Olive when he finds out that she's quote unquote dating. Because, of course, everybody finds out at light speed. You know, grad school, I will tell you, grad school gossip spreads like wildfire, just like it does in any <laughs> other like level of schooling. Trust me, I have been there and I know. And it is silly how fast things spread so yeah so people find out basically in a day that they're quote-unquote dating and Malcolm gets all ticked off and so she's like look it's not real she's like it's not real like I'm just doing this because I want on to feel comfortable dating Jeremy and he's like oh boy (laughs) okay (laughs) sounds good but all of the little things that on does crack me up like with the sunscreen with the go go give your boyfriend a kiss like in the fucking parking lot that part was oh just listening to like just reading olive's perspective of just watching him literally like push a truck granted okay like 
It got a little. I got a little warm reading that part too. I'm not gonna lie. Just being like, okay, hey. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would love for a dude to just push a car like that for me and just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I know he's um, so great. Oh yeah, he really is. Huh. Anyways, yeah. So she puts him them into all these situations that all of is like, oh my god, stop it. On is has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. and nor does nor does Adam really like she always gives him an out. That was the other thing, too. Every time there's like a situation that's kind of like funny like that, she gives him an out, which I think is really it's actually really good, you know, and like is like, hey, like if you don't want this, like don't add this to my title nine complaint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's And that's the running joke, which is so cute. Oh, like we said before. So, so. cute. It, but it, it's true. Like she always gives them an out. They're very, they're both super consensual people. For sure. Um, so she's obviously so awkward to even just touch him, but he's also a super hottie. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like as who I am, I'm the same way, you know, like, I mean, I'm getting better. Yeah. (laughs) But this is not about me. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's so funny, but um, I'm trying to think of where to go with this. So, so, okay. I do want to, I have to, okay. So we're kind of getting to the point where they're like starting to on is putting her in these situations, right? One of my favorite situations though, is when they are at the last person who have we not mentioned is Dr. Tom Benton, which is Adam's friend and co-collaborator from Harvard, which who he sucks, sucks, right? He's the villain of the story, really. Yeah. Um, but they go to his talk, and it's, like, so crowded that On, like, pushes her to sit on his lap. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. My dog is so, nah, it's all good. so sad right now. Um but I want to say, like, that was one of the sexier Woo! scenes. Like, even though it was, like, super mild, like, it wasn't spicy. Right. But there was something so intimate. sexy about Intimate, right? sexy. Like, and obviously not as sexy as Farah and Reese's lap scene <laughs> in, in A Court of Thorn and Roses, which if you haven't listened to yet, we, we did all the books. So go check yeah. out those first episodes. Um, but, yeah, not as sexy as that. But there was something, like... That is obviously fantasy. This is like very real. Like, you know, I think you've actually mentioned that. It's like very relatable, very real. And you can almost feel Adam, like he's, like you're sitting on his His lap. lap. And there was just something so delicious and yummy about that Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's, there's, I saw a fan art recently. I think I sent it to you where like all of his like perched on his thigh and he's got this like, he's got this come hither face is literally the only way that I can describe it that I think about it and it's just like god I fucking love that scene because like yeah you could definitely like I know I would enjoy it you know (laughs) and be like yeah I'm gonna sit in my fake boyfriend's lap for sure and that is also another time that you obviously can see Adam really likes Olive yes when she's saying like oh I'm sorry about this or I think she says something like uh um is, is this too much for you or like mm-hmm. I'm sorry and she, he's just like no this is totally fine like you could just tell yeah right then and there he is so into her oh my god yes yeah he totally is and and like they have these like also <laughs> that's another one of those moments that's just like you just kind of like oh boy like I'm getting a little sweaty here because like he whispers in her ear and he says yes, all these things and you're yes. just like you're just like oh you're just like put me out of my misery already please <laughs> yes, yes. which honestly is like 
it's just it's the best it's like talk about like true foreplay <laughs> seriously and that's basically like the whole like first half of the book basically. it is it is it is so, oh um, man yeah it's just so good and then like we said it's just like on keeps progressing them in this way um that kind of is like this amazing twist and because when you think about it i feel like they both and maybe just because they are just super smart i don't want to like categorize or generalize people right. in that way but they are very like inept to social cues oh, like, yeah. attraction. they're like, like their eq their eq is kind of low yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. i mean so. but like and i hate to generalize but like a lot of the scientists I know are kind of like that. Their EQ is kind of low. Granted, I'm sure all of my friends yeah. who are scientists are listening to this are like, hey, like, what? what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I've known you probably, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not true all the way no. always. But I think it's just like this, this scenario that they're yeah. in. They probably just don't even have. Well, I mean, I think they both talk about it. There's like they don't ever socialize, you know, besides their friends. Like he doesn't even do anything but work at all. Right. And go to the gym and work. And then she is just like with her friends. Right. She does, she's not even sure she's sexually attracted to people. <sighs> That's another thing. Oh, you know? my so, God. That, let's actually talk about that. Because yeah. that was one of those parts that like it really it really struck me and made me sad because, you know, she well, I think that's one of the biggest themes that they kind of like all fit together. So like feeling unworthy, like, you know, feeling lonely and yes. love and like, you know, those actually those two things together. Like she all of really felt like she was like love was never in store for her. She said that she felt unlovable, you know, and I can relate to this in like a big way. She says that she's been alone for so many years that, you know, maybe it warped her in some fundamental way and was unable to like form a romantic connection as somebody who has been independent and and single for the better part of almost 15 years now i'm pretty sure it's been i think 14 15 years something like that um i can completely understand that from her perspective because she even says the like you know she feels like she can only form a sexual connection with somebody she really trusts and I get that. Like, I completely get that. And I know that there's a lot of women who feel that way, too, because, you know, you've you've been independent for so long that letting somebody in is really difficult. And only like only if you really trust them, like, will you let those walls like fall? Um, And and sometimes it's just like right place, right time. Like you make that connection. and You're like, wow, like this actually feels really natural. Um. And um, I think that's kind of what she started to realize with with Adam is that like she could really trust him, you know, and he he never really he never I was gonna say he never really but he actually never gave her a reason not to trust him. Yeah, you know? no, she always she would come up with like her own like and like because that's classic like that's classic us as human beings coming up with scenarios thinking that like trying to outthink ourselves from situations yes. but like yes she eventually got to a point where she's like she, she really couldn't you know um and yeah. one of the things that like of her feeling unworthy that just like oh, it made me so sad is like when she said she kept saying that she was nothing special yep and yep I have said that you know you know you know me long uh-huh. enough like I've said that so many times um that I just like I like I don't feel like I'm anything special, but like it takes that one person to see you and to just meet you where you are. And I think Adam meets all of where she is, you know, mm-hmm. and something Vice really exactly. Oh yeah, and that too because you know she keeps saying that's the other thing too is that she's like, why don't you have a girlfriend? Like kind of incredulously, yeah. it's like in the beginning it's not that she's like, why don't you have a girlfriend? Like 
really? Like, why don't you have a girlfriend? And then eventually she's like, really, why don't you have a girlfriend? You know, like, if yeah. you do, like, go on. No, I think it's, I, I actually have a notation here, too, to jump kind of forward a yeah. little bit. It's yeah, like yeah. in Chapter 12 when she's talking to Holden because, like um, Annalisa said, Holden is is Adam's best friend, so they've known each other forever. He actually spills the beans in a huge way in Chapter 12 by saying, hey, like, just so you know, he makes a huge effort with you. And yeah. Like if he's, you know, because I think they were talking about texting mm-hmm. um, while he was out of town. Oh yeah. And, um, and I was like, you know what? She should have known because he literally is his best friend, confidant. Yeah. And he just gave away all this. But then I also noted underneath, it's like really kind of a sad book be, or a sad yeah. story because neither of them believe they are lovable. That's exactly no. what I said, which is so funny that you think you feel the same way, you know. And it's kind of life lesson wisdom here is like two. It's twofold. Like one, you are worthy, absolutely. Yeah. And two, like shoot your freaking shot, man. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's, that's one thing I feel like she constantly is lying, right? Because she's too afraid. She feels unlovable, so she. She doesn't feel worthy, so she doesn't shoot her shot. So instead, she creates all these little like scenarios, scenarios. She, yeah, and lies, right? Exactly. Which then, in the end, you know, jumping forward, she has to, she she gets out of by like completely s- spilling everything. But it's just a nice life lesson. I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? You should just take your shot because even if you get rejected. Who cares? Like exactly. you're not eight months down the line or I guess really just one month, two months in this. Yeah, but, but I, I, you know, it's really good wisdom to live by. Just I, my, th- and this is funny because I said that to my therapist. My therapist said, like even said, she's like, the worst that somebody can say is no, you know? Like, exactly. And, and that has really finally come home to roost <laughs> in the last yeah. several months, <laughs> you know? And like, um, yeah, I need to not talk about things that happened in my personal life recently. But no, but it's true. And it's, it is sad. Like there are some sad moments, you know, and you're just like, there are, oh, yeah. I really love these and two people. Exactly. And they're so amazing. And like, one thing is like, all of it's easy to love because I, I mean, well, they're both easy to love. But like, when you really think about like, Carlson's journey, yes. his I mean, he has a sad ass life. Oh my life. god! Like, <laughs> Seriously, like, he had absent parents. You know, like no one. He talked about being an only child and having nothing. He had all the money to do everything and no one to do it with. Exactly. Like, oh my god! Um, and like, as an only, like that's another thing. Like, as an only child, I completely same, understand. Granted, same. oh yeah, you get it. Yeah, like <laughs> granted, we we like granted, we both had very loving parents. So like, yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. like not absent parents. Yeah, not absent parents. <laughs> but like, but I completely come come from the background. Like you do too. Like you get it. Like. There's all the time in the world. There's like, somebody actually asked me this recently. They were like, so like, since you didn't have siblings, like, what did you do? I was like, I spent a lot of time with adults. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Literally. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. I think it's funny because people will say, oh, as an only child, like, you probably got everything you want. And I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did. got everything. But, but like, <laughs> it was just me. I was either by myself or with adults. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. like so. I never played video games with other people. <laughs> like, now when I play video games with the Ohio guys, I'm like, this is so much fun. Is this what siblings are like? Right. <laughs> I will say I did have a lot of cousins. Yeah, So that's, same. like, one thing is I had a lot of cousins same. and we did play a lot of video games. But still, like, it's just funny that his, it's just such a sad story yeah. because, like, literally his parents just, like, abandoned him yeah. because they were so – such workaholics, right? And they were Seriously. so devoted to their job. And then um, – But 
he is such a fucking hero because one of the <sighs> time, like the time, like this is jumping like way forward too. When Holden tells him like that he was his date, that uh, Adam was Holden's <sighs> date to prom yes! after Holden's like boyfriend had broken up with him and then went to prom with somebody else, and yes. and I like that he sacrificed his happiness for Holden's like continuously Adam does that too he's just again he's that knight in black armor and you're 100%. just like 100% he's that's actually one of, and, and I love that he says even afterwards he was like yeah it was a lot of fun like he yeah. had like a lot of fun yeah exactly and it just talk about like not toxic masculinity at all like yeah. he's the most masculine like guy knight, knight in shining yeah. armor black armor and then he came, and then they came home and played more Final Fantasy you know? yeah and he like <laughs> pretended to be gay and I love yeah. that like it was so so cute. <laughs> just to save face for his friend. But for I his think, friend to save face. I think one of the biggest things, too, that, you know, carries on throughout the story as well is, you know, it links to Olive's reason why. So at the very beginning of the book, Adam, we, we, we know it's Adam. Adam asks Olive, like, why do you want to go to grad school? You know, grad school is like not very much bang for your buck, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And which is true, which is true. I can tell you that much. Um, and... She starts going on like, well, you know, it's prestigious. He's like, no, 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 no. Tell me what your why is. And, you know, she confesses that she lost somebody. And we know that it's her mother um, died of pancreatic cancer. And she wants to find she basically wants to find a way to be able to, like, identify pancreatic cancer very early on. Um, But throughout that throughout the whole story, you see that Olive doesn't want she like she fears losing the people she loves, you know, she says that her person, she, she like it was love at first sight when she met on in on. a way, yeah, yeah, and you know that was like finding her person, and like I can completely understand. When I met my best friend, um, who just recently got married, uh, the weekend like the summer before school college started, and honestly, she, she and I, she's she's my person, you know, that's yeah. very similar yeah. sort of way, um, and now she's married and she found her person, you know, that sort of thing, um, but you really do feel that like Olive does not want to lose anybody she doesn't want to lose on she doesn't want to lose Malcolm she doesn't want to lose Adam eventually and that's why she doesn't want to tell him how she feels when she finally falls for him you know when she falls head over heels and and that moment when she's when Malcolm calls her on it like it's okay to be vulnerable you know like we have to be vulnerable to be able to like grow as human beings and she just loses it it's just like Oh, Olive, you know, like, know. Oh, sweet baby Olive. Sweet, exactly, sweet baby Olive. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, speaking of, like, that moment that she does fall for him, I, I, I got that quote where she was like, she's telling Malcolm, it's such a girl thing, too, because I definitely was like, like, well, what do you see in him? She's like, well, you know, I thought he was, I just thought he was, like, smart and attractive, and he had this nice smile that we could be friends, and, like, she's just, like, going in circles, like, spinning her wheels. I was like, God, I feel like I, this is my, this is, I'm this person. Like, I just, <laughs> this is how I describe how I feel about people, you know? Like, somebody I'm yeah. really attracted to. Like, he was really smart. He was really cute. He's kind of nerdy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got great hair. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, uh, but, yeah. And that's that's yeah I totally agree it's it's an interesting it's a very like si- the, the, their little moments of like psychological insight mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm. in general like how people probably feel on a, a very general level you know like there's obviously people who are super confident but then it's a reminder that even if you are confident people are still thinking these things inside For sure like, I don't know 
for sure. <laughs> Does do they like me? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just like a really I just love this, but this story is so cute. Um, another really cute part that I really wanted to mention mm-hmm. was um, when they're sitting in the dark eating the chips oh the chips the salt and vinegar chips she goes to get the salt and vinegar chips but he has bought the last bag but the lights don't work and so he scares her because he's sitting in the dark oh so good and then their whole conversation is just so freaking adorable and just cute and they like really start bonding here i think even more than like the starbucks um dates and then you realize, like, I know I, I said that they were in the dark, but it's like, that was only mentioned, like, briefly. But then you realize they really have been sitting in the dark for, like, a good amount of time. And then they scare the crap, <laughs> they scare the crap out, out of, of Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah. Yeah, and Jeremy's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys doing in here? You weirdos, like, yeah. what are you doing? Turn and the just, lights on. I know, so it's just, that's one of my favorite, like, very intimate parts of the, yes. the story of them getting to know each other. And um, I think that's where you learn a little bit more about her I, I believe yeah I can't remember yeah I yeah I, um, he, yeah she talks about I'm pretty sure that's where she talks about her mom finally and I feel like I feel like the last thing that we haven't covered that we really need to cover uh-huh, uh-huh, is uh-huh. Tom Ben oh yes that's where I was gonna go to <laughs> like, next to be like the actual science stuff <laughs> yeah like Let's, this motherfucker uh, yeah okay <laughs> so we mentioned this earlier so Tom Benton Dr. Tom Benton is a also a cancer researcher he heads up the I don't know. He heads up a lab at Harvard that mm-hmm. um, that he studied. Well, so there's a lot of very dark and twisted shit about this motherfucker. But um, he, he works at Harvard, basically, and has been trying to recruit Adam for ages. Oh, that's 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 also something that we should mention that we failed to mention earlier. The, one of the biggest reasons that Adam is in this fake relationship with with um Olive is because he's considered a quote unquote flight risk and part a third of his funds for research have been frozen. Um, so they think he's going to leave because he's got all this money and he's always been courted and this, that and the other. Um, but Tom Benton is one of those people who is trying to get him to leave. Um, and what better way to go at uh, Adam than go through his girlfriend. Um, and this guy is like one sleazy sleaze bag. Like he's just gross from the beginning. Just, you know, I just can't even believe like anything. I, I just I'm like there's humans in the world yeah. like this and yes. I just can't believe it I don't want to believe it mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. um, I do I just want to interject one thing though, yeah. because I'm like what if <laughs> what if his funds were never actually frozen no I know they were because then Holden talks about oh, it yeah. later but like what if the flight risk thing was never even a real thing and it was just a scheme to like fake date and get to know Olive. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I feel like he could have, he would have lied, but then I, like, you know, then it would have turned but, out very differently. Yes, but, but they, she actually, but you know what? You just actually proved my point wrong because she, Olive does say later on in the book, like he, he, she knows for a fact that he would never lie about anything. Yes, so this is true. You're right. Yeah. You, you just, Actually, you're <laughs> blew, right, you're blew right. that to smithereens. Blew that theory out of, the, out of the water. But yeah, okay, go on, go on. So, so yeah, so Tom, so sucks. Tom, yeah, so so um, one of the things that happens with Olive is she she realizes that her her um, what's her face her her mentor uh, her advisor there you go mm-hmm. is going to be retiring soon. So she needs to find a lab that will that has got a lot more money, um, which is a common thing. I know a couple people this has happened to. Um, they have a lot more money and resources, and so she she took it upon herself to email people um, and uh, Tom Benton 
responds and is like, hey, I will actually be in Stanford uh, soon to talk to a co- I like to meet with a co-collaborator of mine. Um, would you like to meet this like day, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and cool, she's cool, cool. She, <laughs> <laughs> except for like in all of terms being like, ah, I love it. No, um, I love it. So um, she's on her date or she was going to meet adam oh she's with adam that's a lie she's with adam you know and they're like hanging out in their coffee date and tom benton shows up and he's like how do you know each other and she's like how do you know this guy you know and it's the most awkward interaction ever and i'm like i have to say that so so first before i get to i have to say tom asks her very pointed questions you know like basically why he asks her for her why and basically really digs in and adam really gets bothered by that because he's like it's not your business asshole you know um he really is just so great right there because he's even because he even asks like a stupid question like okay what's cool about your project Mm -hmm. and then her whole mind like yeah. goes blank because that's just such a generic yeah. kind of question exactly. and then Adam helps like organize her thoughts again and I just love that yes so much because he's he's like dude like how can you even ask a question like that yeah like that's <laughs> and he's and then Tom's like well okay fine what would you ask basically yeah you know being like <laughs> they're like children you know yeah he's exactly. acting like a child I should say and then he is like such a dick to just he be is. like prodding her who like, died okay, you yeah know? exactly basically exactly. and and Adam was like bro that's not cool and and that was such a I really I really loved Adam in that moment um you know and you could tell that all all really was just like trying to play it off but it really she doesn't she like she says at multiple points in time she doesn't talk about her mother because it just hurts too much and I can I can understand that like talking about a loved one is hard um especially if they've been gone and they touched like a very specific part of your like heart um and in her case her mom was all she ever had um until she didn't um so yeah so tom uh basically is like hey okay so if you want to work for me like i need this like done by the end of the week basically before i go back to harvard uh can you do that and she's like yeah i can um and so she slaves away at like this whole like this project and um pretty much releasing all her yes. all her protocols oh. all her whole experiment correct and like yes. all her findings to him she gives him ev- all of her work all of her work and as as somebody who has published work myself like it's i, I it sucks like to see that happen i'm like i've I've had multiple people come to me asking to quote me and like I always say yes because I'm never going to bar anybody from like not using my work but like at the same time this fucker just he completely oversteps and like violates all the codes of ethics and like it makes you so livid because you're like and like poor olive doesn't realize you know that's the other thing is that she's she's doing it because she's like I want to work at Harvard so badly I really need a job and thinks he's doing it also because he likes her like as a scientist um and sadly we find out that that is not the case um yeah and so um so what is it so she fast fast forwarding a little bit farther into the book she gets into a conference was it like sbd or something like that i feel like that's like an acronym for something terrible if i think about it is it (laughs) i don't know no it's not probably but um um so she got into that and she was on this panel with with Tom and two other women scientists and um 
you know, but before actually before we get there, she like on on and Malcolm had already scheduled their what's it called? Um, their hotel their hotels. They booked yeah. their hotels. And this was another <laughs> one of those rom-com moments where she's like, there's only one bed. There's only one bed. And because oh, because she needed she needed a place to stay. And, and um, Adam was like, well, you can just stay with me. I mean, it makes sense. You're my girlfriend, you know. And she's yeah. like, but there's only going to be one bed, Adam. And he's like, no, but all of I made sure there's two. But there's only going to be one bed. And she's like, have you never seen a rom-com before? Yeah, there's always just one bed. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he's like, what? so confused and so so they make it to the weekend she goes through she's she's so nervous um and that was before that was when her her mentor had said carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man and that's so powerful for her because it's true (laughs) fucking carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man ladies like it's true once you realize that you're like shit hey i have to admit i've used that line i used that like when i applied to all the last jobs that i applied to before i started my new job this last year and i was like it's so empowering you're like huh yeah. cool hey, huh, I get it. yeah so she does her panel she thinks it went great unfortunately adam can't be there because he's the keynote speaker <laughs> and they, much to their chagrin neither of them realize and he's like what would i do and um so she has a moment with tom and he's just Oh, he's such he's so sleazy like yeah I don't know if you want to talk about it it's just like no he's just so honestly uh, it's just so like so he pretty much tells her like that he you know because she's had he he assumes she's had sex with Adam and yeah. then he's she's he's pretty much saying like you're gonna have sex with me too to be in my lab <laughs> and this like kind of <laughs> like an exchange that we're gonna have just for you to be in my lab and like you you know for your work and then he's also saying like how if she tells anyone she he's pretty much gonna steal uh, all her protocols and all her work and yeah. no one would believe her and yada yada but like part of me is like you're such an idiot like <laughs> No, I know. I just don't even believe him. Like when he was saying, "Like, oh, tell Adam because he's not going to believe you." I just, I don't know. Like he's just a sleaze ball, and he just really put her in this. It was definitely like sexual harassment, and just really put her down in this way that was saying that she's a shit scientist, that she's really only good because pretty much she has a vagina to Mm -hmm. use. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I just was like, the first time around, the first time I listened, I was like not even convinced at all. I was like, yeah, go tell Adam. Like, go tell somebody who cares, you know? Um, And we we find out later on that she's actually had the recording of him (sighs) because her mentor or her advisor had asked her to record her talk and then she never stopped recording it. Yeah. And so she has him uh, pretty much on lock saying all these things. So good. But even without that, there was like the first time around I listened, I was like, yeah, just go tell someone like right now. Seriously. (laughs) Like who cares, you know? But um, the second time around, I guess I kind of understood like – more how she could be feeling or you know obviously just really vulnerable yeah obviously very really um intimidated yeah know? uh by pretty much he's like a celebrity essentially in this like scientific community so um but i don't know still even though part of me i don't know there's just like a part of me that still is like Ooh. i don't even care yeah <laughs> like, no it's true because like 
you know, as women, obviously women, we want to support other women, but also just like hearing like what he said, one, what he said to her was just so disgusting. Yeah. You know, just he object like just flat out objectified her and was like, yeah, just because just because you're a woman, I thought you were hot. So I figured I'd like I'd, I'd hire you. Like, did you really think it's because of how good of a scientist you are? Like, ha, yeah. funny. Um, and But we also know that's a lie. Oh, for sure. We, we do know that, that he is just, like, ob- like you say, just objectifying her. But we know that he also knows that she's a good scientist. Yes. Because there's many people who, like, Holden talks about all the time how she's such a great scientist. Yeah. She, um, he was on her panel one time. Yes. Or, yeah. Um, at the very beginning of her yeah. her career, she he was on her panel before she, like, went in a different direction yeah and said like how she was like he really enjoyed Mm -hmm. her work and then other people have said it throughout the the book right so we know that he's a liar for sure that he and also she even talks about it it being like such a backhanded compliment that he would even want to steal her work yeah even though he's sitting there saying oh you're not a good scientist but he's then also saying how he wanted to steal her work it's great that she could see that, you know, it's, it's yes. great that she can like finally like believe in herself because I did, I did feel like we know you're lying and yeah. you're just, but it's just, yeah, he's just so disgusting and it's just like, how, how, yeah. how? <laughs> and like, and so what's interesting, what I, <laughs> I hate, I hate that I love this, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I feel like you might know what I was going to say, but so like because of this traumatic experience, like she ends up in their hotel room and Adam comes in and he's, you know, he's, it's the who hurt you sort of thing, you know, like, yeah. and she doesn't want to talk about it. She, she, she makes up a story that like she overheard some people saying that she was basically like a shitty scientist and he's like, and he goes all, all, you know, boyfriend and is like, tell me who the fuck they are, I'll report their asses, that sort of thing, you know, and she's like, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just go. He's like, fuck it. Let's skip social socializing tonight let's just go to dinner and um and their dinner moment was just so nice you know because it was just i feel like it was the first like it's their first true date you know um yeah their first real date yeah they got to just be together and have a meal and talk even though he like literally hated eating 20 dollar sushi um (laughs) and i'm like hey man Shut up. <laughs> yes, I know. love, you know, there's there's a place in Austin, and, I mean, and Houston called Kira. Oh, my God, yes! Kira sushi, and it's a revolving sushi. Yes. My favorite is literally where we're going to eat after I give birth to this baby. Dude, <laughs> uh, me and I go there constantly. I'm always I, like, hey, you want to get sushi? And we go there, and I don't care. Yes. It's good. Yes, it's care. so good. And I love that she even, oh, and one thing we haven't mentioned, uh. um, but I love her little hypotheses, like, <gasps> at the beginning of every book every chapter yeah um and and it's that specific chapter is like revolving food will always make everything better (laughs) yeah yeah for sure or food on a conveyor belt yeah and um i think those are my favorite and it's funny because love on the brain is very similar to that but it's in um, oh is it it's in like um it's not physics she does something else because be the character in love on the brain is a neuroscientist so they're different um and i'm excited for the next book that comes out next year because it's going to be psychology i think so it'll be very similar yeah yeah i love that i love that yeah i'm I'm like super in the beginning of love is brain oh Oh. love on the brain yeah just pay attention pay attention to those those subjects at the very beginning they're so cute they're so funny yeah i love those i love or like when she said sex can be ooh, what did she say (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. All it's funny. All of my um, <laughs> all of my uh, spicy uh, tabs are blue, so I know <laughs> where to go, and where they're all this? grouped together. <laughs> That's like my favorite. So because I'm listening to the audible version, also I gotta say, like hands down, loved the narrator of the audible version. Oh really? It's not Allie Hazelwood. Yeah, it's it's someone else. Um, amazing like I just love her voice it just sounds like Olive's how, how I would think Olive would sound oh, yeah, like I just yeah, turned so. I just turned to it hypothesis despite despite what everyone says sex is never going to be anything more than a mildly enjoyable activity oh oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's so good it's but so good I like we already talked about this earlier but their dinner scene ends with them back in their hotel room and it is spicy uh. But it's like the perfect amount of spice. It like is. I really have to like give so many snaps to Ali oh, yeah. because it's really it was yeah. like the perfect amount it of was. it was two spice. chapters too. I know. <laughs> so, well, because uh, okay, so especially when I'm obviously because I listened and I yeah. didn't actually physically read it, mm-hmm. it was like I did want more. Mm-hmm. So after that first chapter ended, I was like, oh shit, it's over. Like we're going back to whatever the next scene, right? Yeah. But then it kept going, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and it's just so good, and it's just so, like so real too. Like in the, I one of my favorite lines of all time is probably when she was saying how she was trying to ignore the fact that um, she noticed his toothbrush was gone after they've obviously oh, been together yeah. all night, and he's left. That is such a real emotion of I'm so happy and so like in awe. So I'm like gonna pretend like. It's okay, but you do feel this like heartbreak that yeah. like no, he is gone, and you yeah. like want him to be back, you know. So I thought that was that just little detail is one of my favorite parts because I've definitely felt that way before. Yeah, um, yeah, I where yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, someone leaves and you're just like I don't want you to leave. Yeah, ex- you have left <sighs> now. <laughs> yes, I mm-hmm, very recently, and you're yeah. like you kind of go through that also like. You replay it in your head. You're like, should I just have asked you to stay? And yes. You're like, yes. Trust me, that tape has been playing in my head for several weeks now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Amazing. So it's just, I love the little details that she gives us. It's very, and I think you said it on like nail on the head, uh, head on the nail, nail on the head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the very beginning of this episode is that she does really give us these moments that are so real. Yeah. Um, even though it is a romantic a novel you know even though it is like this romance trope there are these moments that are not fantasy they are very much like no i've felt that i've lived that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly oh yeah so the good thing is that it all ends really well when um her friends like find her they're like where the fuck have you been you know this that and the other and she loses it and they listen to the recording and um they hear what Tom, all the shitty things that Tom said, and they're like, you have to report this. And what I really liked about this is that, like, she didn't wait. It wasn't one of those... It, oh, no, Juno. I'm sorry, Juno. Um, it wasn't one of those things that, like, she waited, like, weeks, months, you know, to do the thing. She immediately took action, and, like, she busted down, like, Adam's, like, 
dinner with the Harvard folks and was oh, like, I know. She like, just went in. She's like, hi, sorry, excuse me. I really need to talk to Dr. Carlson about something. And Adam, you know, and Adam, of course, is going to drop everything for her. Like, yeah. he, he has such, he likes her so much that he's like, fuck it. I don't care. And the, his reaction to what he I just I just love that he and Tom are bickering and she just hits play like I can just see that I moment know, happening that. in my brain and being like I can just hear see her just be like bloop and it's just like the air gets sucked out of the room sort of feeling yeah. it's like oh boy and yeah. I like I was so happy in that moment I was like yeah fuck him up Adam <laughs> I know I loved also one thing I really loved right before that is um when she talks to Holden yes. pretty much trying to get yes. advice should yes. she tell him or not and I love that he never actually says he even says I, I can't really tell you like you have to, you have to make the, deci- the yeah. decision yourself but then he's talking about like but as a scientist you know we want all the evidence even if it's not necessarily the evidence that like we're looking for I right? loved that moment I know that I love statement that. I was like fucking Holden I love you Holden is <laughs> honestly the best yeah. like the best and and also i think it shows that i think it's um it shows not just how good of a man holden is or a person yeah. holden is but that's his best friend so it just shows continuously throughout the whole book that adam is actually just like this really good person yeah yeah he really is and and like the company he keeps except except Tom for Tom. But, but you but know he was thinking it if you if you think about it and Holden points it out too that you know Tom always did things to subterfuge mm-hmm. Adam consistently so that Tom that he needed Tom you know right. it was a manipulative toxic it relation it was never a friendship and i think yeah. i think Adam saw that but he never since he lacked so many friends close friends he never really made it a point to say something about it yeah <laughs> and I, I, I also think because adam is so loyal i but i think too in a way what you're saying is true and then also because he did create these oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> juno's having a Juno party back is, there she is playing she does not want to sit down now she's so, so mad <laughs> We'll, we'll wrap this up so no, it's all good. Play. but yeah she he was one thing that I thought is that he's so loyal and then he was manipulating him putting him in these situations where he right. could quote unquote be the hero and like yep. quote unquote save him that he feels this kind of loyalty to him no matter what you know right. because that's just his personality right. so yeah it was it's just a really my what 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 would you rate this? We haven't rated books, which we oh, should, yeah, but we I think should. all of the books that we, we were probably reading are like five out of five. Books. Oh my God. Okay. It's so funny you bring that up because literally, <laughs> so I just finished a book that I rated a three out of five, which I never, oh. ever fucking do. And it's solely because it was so repetitive. It was Icebreaker. Um, Icebreaker, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah I remember, you were telling me though, like, oh, I can't get through I think it's because <laughs> I just can't read about college students anymore because that's so far gone for me at this yeah. point. Yeah, you know yeah. it's been a little while um but i would i would absolutely rate love hypothesis five out of five it's 
Oh, yeah. It is. And I even, so I read it in a day and then I posted about it on my Instagram and said that, like, I cried again. Like, I cried at the very end when, like, they had their little love declaration. And I was just like. Cried multiple times. Cried on the second. Oh, yeah. Second re-listen. Oh, yeah. I I definitely cried multiple times. And it's funny. Wait, it's funny, though, because I, so multiple people asked me what it was. And one of my friends. One of my friends thought it was like a self-help book. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's the far, farthest, <laughs> farthest from a self-help book. It is a fucking romance novel if I ever oh saw one. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It cracked me up when she said that. And, that is um, too good. That is too good. You're like, yeah, it's self I'm like, yeah, self-help, but in a different sort of way. In a different way. Um, <laughs> if you no, know yeah. what I mean, wink, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, wink. nudge. <laughs> Especially that last chapter, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it definitely five out of five for me, too. Oh, like, for just sure. so cute, so lovable, so easy. I also love, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I love an easy read. Oh, yeah. Um, Who doesn't? So, yeah, right? So it's just, like, such an easy read, but also so... I love the voices that she gives, especially Olive. Yeah. Is that you just love her voice. Yeah. You love, like... She's just funny and cute. Oh, my God. uh, B. Koenigwasser, that's... She's another one. You're going to love her so much more as you read uh, Love on the Brain. She's bonkers, but... I I love bonkers. She's so... Like, she's, like... Olive is pretty stable compared to B. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) B is like nuts and I love it so much. She's got pink hair, pink and purple hair. Yes. She's got set piercings everywhere and it's just like, yes, I love you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what are you reading right now, by the way? What I, so I'm leaving, I'm reading Love is on, Love on the Brain. Right. But I, because it is a physical book, it's mm-hmm. so hard for me to read because I'm yeah. always with my baby and right, so it's right, hard right. to but I am reading also Zodiac Academy 8 which just came out on December 11th Sorrow and Starlight it is so good oh my gosh I can't even tell you guys like I know it. I know if there's like a lull for you. I know. I have it. I have to just, get. I just have to get out of the tunnels. That's it. I just have to get. Oh, but it's gonna take me forever. I know it's gonna take me forever. Basically, the but entire. Book. I. But I do want to say this because I'm reading it, and I think for the first time, well, I did like literally consume one through seven. You did back to back. Yeah, you back did. to back. So I did one through five. Like, I went through five, and then six was a struggle, and seven has been a yeah. fucking torture chamber. Well, there, I will say they're going to hate me. The Twisted Sisters are going to be like, what? But there are moments in one through seven where I felt like, oh, are they stealing a little bit of, like, Sarah J. Mass's uh, vocabulary or just, like, the same kind of structure? And I, they're going to be like, how dare you say that? It's not really that I feel that they're stealing at all. It feels similar. It just feels similar. Like there's (laughs) moments where very similar kind of arcs or similar, you know. But this one, the writing, I will say like, I don't know what they've done from seven to eight, but the writing it is phenomenal. Interesting. Okay. So it feels different. Like before, I don't know if they've like matured in some way. And they also took a little bit longer to write that one too. So maybe that's what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So So maybe I'm just loving it. Maybe you've convinced me to maybe read that. I'm almost, I'm on, I'm on book 51 out of my, my 52 goal for the year. Um, I'm reading uh, window shopping by Tessa Bailey. And if you've ever read a Tessa Bailey book, they are, 
They are spicy. spicy? <gasps> oh, so my, I've never read one. Yeah, they are. So my so my two favorite books this year, um, one was Emily Henry's Book Lovers, and the other one was Hook, Line, and Sinker. Oh, um, Book Lovers, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The other one was book, Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. Um, it's a duology, um, but it's the second one in the duology. And Tessa Bailey has just a way with words and fuck like this. I'm all, I'm almost done with this. I started it yesterday and I'm almost done. <laughs> oh, uh, dang. Did you do love hypothesis yesterday? No, I did love hypothesis on Saturday. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Dang, girl, you're so good. At, oh, you're such a fast reader. I don't know. Um, I feel like I have, it's funny. People ask me, well, I just feel like I don't have a life. I run. I eat, I sleep, and I work, and I read. And somehow I managed to also have a podcast in between. <laughs> but, you all, but no, but you actually are quite social, too. Like, you've yeah. been going out to dinner a lot. So yeah, I feel true. that I feel that you're just, you probably are really good at reading. Like, you're just a fast reader. I just find the time to do it. Like, because I wake up at such odd yeah. times, too, that I'm just like, okay, read. Yeah. But this one is particularly good. I'm like okay. 60. What's it called again? window shopping but but all of her books i would love all of her books like i've read the the, um it happened one summer books um i've read um my killer vacation that was a really good one i read that actually over vacation this summer and it was good okay Um, okay i'm gonna put these on my list yeah fix fix it up fix her up fix it up i can't remember that was a good one she fix her up i mean it kind of is Um, it it actually kind of is though um and uh, what was the one? She actually wrote her first reverse harem book um, that I downloaded the other day. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it on vacation this week. So it's called Happenstance. I think it's about like a woman who meets three men in. Yes. In a, in a, in a, uh, what? not in a ski lift. Well, I guess it's kind of like a ski lift. It's in something, um, in a funicular or something like that, um, to that effect. Yeah. I haven't, I, th- that's all I know is that it's a reverse harem and it's her first one and she was yeah happenstance and it's supposed to be pretty good i've only read a couple a couple reverse harem ones and all of them have been wildly different (laughs) i am i am gonna put that on the tbr right now on goodreads (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah do yourself a favor um but uh but yeah can you believe this is our fifth episode it's the last one of season one i can't believe we've had five episodes i know me too i know i'm so excited and then we are going to be doing a lot more in 2023 so yes we are for sure you guys you know we really appreciate y'all support this last year 100 and i i can tell you this is the first year i said this i said this to my therapist the other day for the first time in like three four years I am so excited for the next year like I'm not yeah. I, I used to be like oh I'm so excited for the year to be over no I'm so excited for the year to start like it's yeah. weird to say that out loud but y'all I'm really excited for 2023 and all the things that we're gonna bring to you yeah we we have a lot coming so thank Hell you so yeah. much for being with us and uh, uh, yeah well Happy holidays. Happy hot. It's the second night of Hanukkah. Um, yeah. For all of our Jewish friends. Um, I'm sure there are other holidays happening that I just don't know about because I'm not. <laughs> happy here. holidays. I'm all just, the holidays. Yeah, all the holidays. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah. Happy you New know, Year. <laughs> yeah. And happy New Year. Oh, my God. That's happening, too. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you guys in 2023. Yes, we will. Let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs>